You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday final show of the week. Took yesterday off not feeling too good, but I said we were going to do three shows this week, and here we are. we got a good bit of ground to cover. It's still the dead period in the offseason, but there's some things going on. First is... Well, even though it's about to be football season, one of the more intriguing things has been the Oakland Raiders being featured on the show Hard Knocks on HBO. So I got to thinking and someone asked me, what if there was an NBA Hard Knocks and why don't we have that? And then I got to try and think about what would be the top teams you'd throw on there, which is kind of fun to think about. So we'll run those teams down. We'll see if they match up with yours as well. Then we've got another 2K update for the Pelicans. This one, celebratory in nature. And Zion Williamson, his lawsuit with the former sports marketing company that he signed with in Florida has got some updates to it as well. Is he going to miss any games? And then finally, there are some open tryouts for the G League affiliate, uh, the Erie Bayhawks here in New Orleans coming up. Very cool story showing you that the Pelicans are really valuing this, I think. So we're going to talk about that as well in the final segment. So let's dive into everything in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So it's NFL season, which means it's hard knock season, which if you're not the biggest NFL fan, and I've kind of uh, dropped down a level or two in recent years with it, but hard knocks is pretty intriguing because of the drama of the team they picked that basically has to go on once the NFL tells them. And this year it's the Oakland Raiders, and they've got all that Antonio Brown drama, which has been kind of just funny, silly, stupid at times, and unnecessarily dramatic, which is probably stuff that makes for really good TV, and that's why it's kind of riveting. So... I had someone ask me the other day, what would be a good NBA Hard Knocks team and why doesn't the NBA do something like this? Which is a little bit surprising because, yeah, they they really should. There's so many more colorful characters in the NBA that it makes a lot of sense. So I quickly Googled NBA Hard Knocks because it makes a ton of sense that this would be a thing. And what do you know? Uproxx already has an article up ranking all 30 teams in order of worst to best. The worst team, by the way, being the Charlotte Hornets which I completely agree with. That is probably the most boring team in the league, though. Maybe the front runner at some point to sign Carmelo Anthony because what other team should do it other than a team that maybe needs to sell some tickets? And they get into the top five, and as I was looking at this list, I pretty much agreed with it almost exactly. You can probably guess what the top team is. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. There's no doubt that that should be the team. You've got LeBron James there, who's still the biggest star in the league. You're integrating Anthony Davis. There's the drama now of DeMarcus Cousins being injured, and who's going to play center? Are they going to get Dwight Howard or Yakeem Noah, or are they going to force AD to play the five, which he should, but he won't, so there's built-in drama there. You get a guy like Rajon Rondo and JaVale McGee to play kind of those supporting cast roles in this drama sitcom, whatever you want to call it, along with just the pressure of being in the L.A. market. Oh my God, they'd be perfect for this kind of thing. That is a team that just can't have uh, uh, be devoid of any drama. You still have kind of Magic Johnson on the periphery of everything, torching the team. It's really intriguing, to be honest. 
I think my number two team would probably be the other LA team, which is what where Uprox has the Clippers at five, though. But I mean, you have the two two of the better players in the league, maybe the best player in the league right now in Kawhi Leonard. You're adding Paul George. You've got an owner that's absolutely bonkers. Did you see that dude at the introductory press conference for those guys? That's a lot of fun just to have him kind of yelling in the background, being super excited and probably sweating everywhere. You also have a guy like uh, Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams, who are those fun like ancillary characters in all of this that are just very fun to watch and then you kind of have the the stuff built around their stadium the arena that they're trying to build James Dolan's kind of involved in that trying to stop it because he owns the form out in Inglewood the old great western form there and doesn't want something competing so you get this drama of owners fighting and all of that I don't know. I think that's kind of a pretty cool thing. I'd have them at two. Uprox has them at five. Three for me would be the Houston Rockets. That's they're at two for Uprox. Basically, you have this team that is on the like, cusp of a championship. They can't quite get over the hump. Haven't been able to pass a couple of years. They are in this weird situation where what do they do to try and do something? And their move was trade for Russell Westbrook. You're reuniting him with James Harden. You've got Mike D'Antoni and the situation where he and general manager Daryl Morey, who's kind of a rock star himself, were kind of combative. You've got maybe a cheap owner, but maybe not. All sorts of drama around there. And I think it's just a very intriguing team that has a lot at stake. And that creates a pressure cooker environment. I have them at three. They've got them at two, though. Then rounding out the next two spots for the top five, they've got the 76ers at three. Which makes a lot of sense. Joel Embiid is just fun. This is a guy who's on Instagram trying to get dates with Rihanna in a respectful way, of course. You also have him just talking a lot of trash to other guys, being the absolute freak of a player that he is. Ben Simmons, who is kind of funny, has a sitcom in development about his life right now, actually. And... Can he shoot? Shoot a three, coward. Gets yelled at him all the time. Watching him try and work on this three-point shot and developing into a more complete NBA player than he is would be interesting. Tobias Harris is a pretty fun guy. Plus, you've got Al Horford that you're trying to put in there, which makes a lot of sense for him, so I'd love to see that. Again, you want a team that's got a lot of big pressure situation. The East might be more wide open than it ever has been in the past couple of years, so this is a team that's looking to make the NBA Finals. So they'd be a team that'd be really fun to watch. And then Uprox has the Pelicans at four on this list, which makes a lot of sense. The first word in it is just Zion in all caps. Yeah, that's a really intriguing part of this, him getting acclimated to the NBA, the stardom that has found him, and the fact that the Pelicans are going to need to keep security around him all the time can probably lead to some interesting situations with him out in public. But you still have Drew Holiday being kind of that good dude on the team trying to lead everyone else. That's a lot of fun. Plus all of the other young guys. You had two standouts in Summer League in Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes. Just the youth and all of these guys just being young dudes having fun in the NBA and trying to find their way is pretty cool. Plus, if you like LeVar Ball, you think he's not going to be all over this hypothetical NBA Hard Knocks TV show, whatever it would be called? Absolutely you do. Plus, it's just New Orleans. They're going to get into some weird situations. There's likely not going to be enough drama on this team, really, to make them that intriguing. But Uprox has them in there, so that's the top five right there. In some order, you've got both LA teams, the Sixers, the Rockets, and the Pelicans. I can't really argue with any of those. That seems to be the top five that I would pick, so very cool to see that at least I got it right as someone else.
So regular season football is just around the corner, and that means fantasy football games are going to start to matter very soon. Fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer on the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. He's going to give you the edge doing this for over 20 years in the business. Don't listen to what everyone else is listening to. You're not going to win your league that way. Get the edge from Vinny. It's going to put you ahead on draft night and put you ahead all season long. Win those bragging rights. Win that money. Don't finish last in the league. There are consequences for doing so. So follow along with the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast wherever you get your podcast from. All right, more 2K talk, even though I said I'm not a 2K player, but Bud Lane, who I mentioned the other day on the show, passed this one along in the next update from the trailers, and this one was pretty cool, though a little inaccurate in my opinion, and it showed for their career mode, I guess the single player mode, the like RPG mode with everything, that, hey, you're on the Pelicans, and you just won a title, and they showed the Pelicans championship parade, which was pretty cool to see. This probably has a lot to do with Zion signing on as one of the faces of 2K, but very cool to see see that the Pelicans are winning a title there. Here's my issue with that. They showed them riding in buses. If, you, if you've been in New Orleans since, I don't know, maybe 2009, you know that if we do a championship parade, the team ain't riding on buses, are they? No, we do this Mardi Gras style, and they're going to be coming down St. Charles, they're going to be coming down wherever, uh, Canal, Poydras, all of that, on Mardi Gras floats. At least 2K, if you're going to do this, make it realistic. Maybe it's just unrealistic in general, the Pelicans winning the title next year. One can hope. But kind of cool to see that they picked that team. But come on. You've got to have the local flavor involved in this. We know it's not going to be those tour buses with the fancy tops. They're going to be on Mardi Gras floats uh, with like buckets for bathrooms and stuff because that's how it rolls here. And that was cool. How much fun was that Lombardi Gras in 2009 when you had Drew Brees at the head of everything, getting the key to the city from the then mayor at the time right outside Gallier Hall? It was awesome. That's what you've got to see if you're going to do that 2K. Come on, you can just give me a call. It's free advice. I won't charge you at all. You can send me a free copy of the game. So we also have an update on Zion's legal situation. No, not the situation with the Pelicans and Let's Dance. They basically gave that trademark over to him. It has to do with the sports marketing firm that he signed with right out of college to represent him contractually and in marketing agreements that he then wanted to back out of, get away from, and he eventually signed with CAA to represent him professionally like that. So he filed a suit in North Carolina basically saying this isn't fair, this isn't a valid contract because of blah, 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 whatever. We don't need to get into the specific legal terms with it. They filed a lawsuit in Miami, South Florida area, basically saying like, well, if you're going to break this, you owe us a hundred million and you broke it. So we're suing you for the hundred million dollars. So that's how you end up with two pending lawsuits. But there's been an amendment or two filed to the one in North Carolina, which I think is the most interesting thing. And it's basically Zion, according to the legal expert that I know, my girlfriend who's read this over now and advised me, she's good at that, on what to do here. Uh, um, that basically he's trying to add one or two more counts that can maybe make it seem like what they did is worse, the the sports marketing company, and it makes it easier for him to get out of. One thing that's kind of interesting is he alleges, we got to use the legal terms here, right? Alleges that they started to recruit him in January of this year, 2019, when he was still at Duke, basically saying that is way too early and you're not allowed to do things like that. So anything he would assign that was because of that, 
Well, then, yeah, it shouldn't be valid. So that's the intriguing thing that potentially they duped him into this. But also, Zion was clearly going along with this and his family was going along with this that they eventually signed the contract and they started being recruited in January, which probably has violations for Duke written all over it in some capacity or Zion. None of that really matters because he's in the NBA and we don't really care what happens to the college stuff with him. And if they wipe out his time at Duke, he's still on the Pelicans. It's not like he isn't going to be drafted or will go now like rescind the draft pick or anything. He's not going to end up really missing any games over this, I don't think. I wouldn't worry about him having to go to court while the season's going on or anything like that. There's a good chance maybe this settles anyway and they just throw everything out. It might not be a big deal. I wouldn't worry about him missing games, which is really the main concern to Pelicans fans regarding all of this. I don't think it'll be an issue whatsoever, but hey, maybe some weird things went on at Duke when Zion was there. We'll see. We'll see if it goes to court and of course, all of that will end up coming out. So we're going to touch on the G League tryouts and what you need to know if, hey, you want to try and make the Erie Bayhawks in a moment. But as I said earlier, Saint season is around the corner. And if you want to catch up on all things NFL, the new Locked On NFL podcast is absolutely awesome for keeping you up to date on absolutely everything. It was one of the most listened to NFL, NFL, there we go, NFL shows in the country last week. And you get expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson and host Brian. Ryan Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. So on Sunday, September 8th, the Erie Bayhawks, the G League affiliate now for the New Orleans Pelicans, has open tryouts over at Tulane University's Hertz Center uh, starting at 9.30 a.m. You ever want to, if you ever think you're just good enough to make the NBA, first start with the G League maybe and then work your way up from there. Well, now's your chance. You don't see this very often. A couple of these are held throughout the country for various G League teams. Not every team does one, but this is pretty cool to see. And also, it's a lot closer closer to do this over at Tulane than it is over in Erie, Pennsylvania. So the G League tryouts from 9.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central. You got to be there at 9 basically in order to register for the event. You got to be betting on yourself if you're doing this because you know what? It costs a $175 registration fee to try out. You get instruction from G League coaches. There'll probably be one of the Pelican scouts there too. You might even see David Griffin. It's a very cool opportunity just to go through the paces and what it takes to be an NBA player. You see one or two writers do this every year and then write the story about it. I'm not even going to joke and say I'm in remotely good enough shape to even attempt this because you see guys drop out after like the first hour and they're basically dead from the workout you get put through. But if you're in better shape than me, which you probably are, uh, it's a joke, that uh, this is your chance. Go bet on yourself. It's very cool to see. Obviously, this is an investment that the Pelicans are making into the G League team. If you really want to integrate them with the community, doing an open tryout, have that be a bit of a story for a while is very cool to see as well you know I think they'll you know they'll look for someone if someone's good enough to make the team they will or at least get a tryout to kind of go up there and prove that you belong they're restocking this team talent wise from the floor up because the former team that was in Erie Pennsylvania moved to Atlanta basically to be the Atlanta Hawks G League affiliate and be closer so they need all new players so you know what your chance for this a little bit better than it might be otherwise just kind of cool thing to see hey good luck to you if you decide to do that 
that. Good way to bet on yourself, which is always a nice thing to see. So again, Sunday, September 8th, 9.30 in the morning at the Hertz Center at Tulane University. Go make an NBA roster one day. This is the first step to do it. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans, this week of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all next week. 